Hey all, Sarah here. And I wanted to take a second to thank you for being here and to welcome you to Embody Bits to Build the Life You Crave. This is something that I had actually started um, in 2018 as a podcast, which were just really short episodes of just me talking solo about certain things that I was going through. Um, and those are all up on iTunes. I think there's 13 episodes already up on there. So take a listen through. And during this time, I realized, um, why not bring it back? Because having um, not a podcast, but actually more of a talk show like Ellen style is something that I've been fantasizing about for the past maybe six to nine months. And though I can't have a live audience, I can still meet with people virtually um, and be able to offer that as video episodes. And then we'll, we'll dub the audio out to create podcast episodes. But um, this is Embody Bits to Build a Life You Crave, where I have conversations with people, oftentimes my friends, who are really just going out into the world and building and living the lives that they crave and inspiring other people to do the same. And so my hope is that when you listen to this, you can pull out bits of inspiration, little nuggets of wisdom for you to go out and build the life that you crave. Um, I bring on Garrett Wood, one of my beautiful dear friends for this first episode. And I thought it was fitting to bring her on. I've been on her podcast twice, was actually just on hers last week. And Garrett is just somebody that, you know, I said this to her a little while ago, is that I just love how our paths continue to develop parallel alongside each other, even to the sense that we are both now here separately in New Hampshire uh, during this quarantine. But Garrett and I go way, way back to Psych Fitness, uh, which is the first place that I ever taught fitness um, and taught indoor cycling. And that's where Garrett and I first met. And as we've continued to develop our friendship over the years, um, we've each established our own coaching businesses, have grown our own businesses alongside each other. So it's just been really beautiful um, to not only develop that, but really just develop ourselves um, as individuals with the support of uh, just, you know, a beautiful, a beautiful friend. And so really excited to share this episode with you talking all about stillness, which during this time of coronavirus, of COVID, of this pandemic, of this global pause, how can we step into the stillness, lean into the stillness that has been sort of thrusted upon us? Why is that important? And how does that actually help us cultivate the lives that we crave? And so Garrett dives into how she got to this point in her life, what she's been doing during this time. And she shares some really, really um, just actionable sort of prompts to think about that can actually um, really elicit you into a state of stillness to help you build the life that you crave. So enjoy. Please let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any questions or comments or requests or anything. You know that I am just totally, totally here to 
provide the most love, the most joy, the most support that I possibly can to you during this time in your life and always. So without further ado, here is Miss Garrett Nicole Wood. Okay. Hi. Hey, hi. Hi. Um, I just spilt coffee all over my floor. So can you give me a Oh minute? my gosh. Yes. I did that last week. All over the floor and the wall. So just. <laughs> oh my God. I just spilt the coffee behind me. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, hi. Okay. Hi. I'm so excited. Me too. I, uh, I'm excited you're doing a podcast. I feel like that's a great outlet for you. Yeah, it's something that I've thought about doing for so, 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 so long. And more so, because like I had started, which I had sent you. In yeah. A long ago. Um, and then I started getting this idea of doing like more of like a morning uh, like morning TV show, like Ellen style, where yeah. I like on a guest and there's like different aspects of it. And I had this whole vision of that and then ultimately decided, let me just, I have the time now. And this also, I feel like gives me such a good opportunity to also like connect with friends on a daily basis and share the beauty of them with the world. Cause all my friends have such amazing gifts to offer. And oh. And thinking about the first person, I thought, who better than you? Oh, well, thank you. I feel like that's such, such like the beauty of podcasting is just being able to connect with people deeper and, um, and share. Like, I just, I still feel like 70% of my episodes are like from my network, you know, because there's so many people that I'm just like, you need to share this. You need to get this out there, you know? So yeah, I love that. So I'm excited. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited that you're here. And so, yeah, the idea is, is right. Embody bits to build the life you crave that, you know, you are somebody in my eyes who I consider to be building the life that they crave. And so with your wisdom and knowledge and experience that somebody can pick up like one bit of wisdom or one drop of inspiration, um, that they can hopefully take into their life and, you know, build their life how they want. So. I love it. Love it. It's perfect. So, I want it. So there's two things that I want to start off with before we actually get into um, the actual conversation, which is probably not going to come as a surprise to you since you know me and you know how I typically start things. But I wanted us to start with just like a little bit of a shake, a little bit of a movement. Um, and then we'll take five deep breaths and those two sort of things, movement and breath, I feel like are the elixirs to joy and happiness and stillness and all the things. So figure yes. and then get into the conversation. Wonderful. All right, cool. So do you want to stand or do you want to stay seated? What's your, what's I can your do either. I have a very long cord here. Amazing. I feel like let's stand. Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's So, And then the idea is because so this is going to be posted video and it's going to be audio dubs. But so the idea- well, I'm, so, I'm so glad I, I dressed up for this. <laughs> Are you okay? You look good. Yes. Well, thank you. This is, um, 
a sweatshirt from a, a ranch in the middle of nowhere, Colorado. Very special place. So I'll rock it. Amazing. Okay. So yeah. So the idea is that anybody who's watching this or anybody who's listening, please also take a moment with us and shake it out. So let's just do, let's do hands. Shake out your hands. Shake out your legs. This might escalate eventually, maybe the next time I do this into music. But for now, just pretend that there's music there. Moving your Whoa. body. Stretching your arms up. Oh. All right, and then just full shake. Full, full, full shake. <laughs> All right, and then come to stillness and just close your eyes or soften your gaze. And find your breath as it flows just naturally in and out of your body. And then we'll take five intentional breaths together, inhaling into your nose, exhaling out of your mouth, inhale in, exhale out, in, out, in, out. Last one, big deep inhale in and big breath. <sighs> Open your eyes. And Garrett, we may take a seat. Yay. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. So what I want to talk with you about today is something that you've been speaking and sharing a lot of with is this concept of stillness. Mm -hmm. I want to know specifically how you sort of got to this concept of something that you wanted it to be implemented into your life, being an author and even having your podcast and being Dare to Move. And I know personally from knowing you that you, you know, were typically a very movable person before, high, high energy, high moving person. And so what has led you to this concept of stillness. We'll start there. Oh, yes. Very loaded question, but one that I'm happy to share because there have been so many layers to get to where I would say I was with stillness before quarantine, which was is really cool because I think what I'm about to share can help people who are attempting to turn more inward during the stillness of quarantine. So, um, you know, my background is that I was a cheerleader. I was an athlete, even though I'm barely five, two, I somehow was successful at pole vaulting. And it was all about like achieve, achieve, achieve. Um, I taught spin classes in college. I taught TRX classes. I got up before five to teach the D1 um, athletes before school. So I was just like high output, high output. And anytime I didn't feel that high level of output, I felt like um, either guilty or I felt unsettled or I felt uh, not confident, a lack of confidence. And so about last fall, I had had it with my life because I had tried everything to continue to output more. So I had found myself in a place, um, you and I are similar in that we don't have the typical like nine to five job. And I had not had one for five years, but I had found myself in what I was calling a portfolio lifestyle. And a big part of my portfolio in 2018 and 2019 was 
I guess in 2017 was real estate. And I kept trying to figure out by pushing and pushing how to close more deals, how to get more out of it. But I was also trying to do more in my hobbies too, hoping that those would take off. So I published a book. I started a podcast. I, um, tried to launch several masterminds unsuccessfully and the stuff I cared about the most wasn't happening, but also the financial piece that I was hoping for from real estate wasn't happening. And I'm just like, I am at my max output. I get up at three 30 every day. Why is either a, the financial piece not coming or two, the other piece of um, really just honing in on my passions, not fully being fruition. So I actually even took it a step further by saying, I'm going to push harder and cold call the universe. Like everybody is a potential. I'm going to spam LinkedIn. I'm going to just put myself out there even more. Still nothing. So I ended up. I'm going to pause you because you just cut off about 30 seconds ago and froze. Oh, oh no. Thank you. Okay. Right after you said you were getting up at 3.30. Oh, like yes. Getting up at 3.30 and literally spending all day trying to do all these different things. And uh, the financial piece of real estate wasn't happening that I hoped for, but also the, the all the hobbies and passions I had that I also wanted to take off, because that's what I really cared about, wasn't happening either. So I wasn't making money, wasn't feeling fulfilled in anything. And so before I threw in the towel, I was like, I'm going to write a book about this. I'm going to write a book about the struggle and it's going to be called cold calling the universe. And I'm just going to keep calling and pushing and grinding until it works. Crickets. Uh, nothing was working. So I got reconnected with a woman I met years ago and decided to hire her as a coach. And as we got to know each other, she helped me remember a lot of things about myself through the lens of others. So quick example is like my stepdad calls me the Tasmanian devil or did for years of just like spinning and, and like, like going crazy. And she was like, what if you just slowed down? And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? Why would, why would I do that? And, um, and we started working through this idea that if I can understand that I'm okay, and I am whole within myself, and I can be just still, then um, perhaps things could come to me. And this idea of things flowing to me, which didn't make sense for a while. So the first layer that helped me grab onto this idea um, of stillness was that when I really sat down to think about it, probably the five best things that have happened to me in my life have come to me out of the freaking blue. Like, whether that was a job um, with Cafe Nero or uh, my fiance, even the coach that I had met seven years ago, completely out of the blue, literally bumped into her at a party uh, in Nashville of all places. So um, I was like, okay, maybe there's something to this. I'm going to focus on it. But I will say that my journey from call it October until February of focusing on stillness was half-assed, but not because I didn't think I was doing it. I just thought I was doing it to the best of my ability, which uh, was uh, being halted by distraction. And I think that's where we're all finding ourselves right now. I, this morning, I had the visual of all of us being those little Tasmanian devils in our houses, right? Like nobody is slowing down. All the Zoom calls, all the friend meetings, all the blogs, all the podcasts, like we're still doing it. And so it's, it's really time to, I think, to settle down even more. And that's where I find myself exploring that. 
So how are you exploring that within your, the confines of your own home right now? I have been working more and more on my own ability to tune into the universe in like co-creative way um, that I didn't know I had the ability to do prior to this. Um, I guess I kind of did, but I wasn't paying attention. So for instance, if I close my eyes in a meditation, sometimes an inanimate object or an animal will pop up and I'll just be like, oh, that's weird. And I try to control my thoughts and not let things flow and move on. Um, and lately I've been actually thinking like, what is the spiritual meaning of a dandelion puff? Like if that comes to me and really tuning in, what does that mean? What does that signify? Almost like I'm drawing my own tarot cards from my life. So that's been a huge part of it. And then uh, trying to let things continue to come. So funny story about this podcast is, and one thing I think listeners might be able to take away is I sat down on April 1st and I said, what what 10 things came to me in March that I couldn't have expected that, that question that came out of the blue. Yes. And everything from a radio interview to that beautiful circle that you hosted for um, the women that you are connected to, to um, random people requesting to be on my podcast to client. I mean, just things that I couldn't have even planned for outside of quarantine. And then on, I said, and what would I like to call in for April? And one of the things was I would love to be on a podcast. And you, you emailed me within the same hour or texted me within the same hour. So it's like, okay. Well, so, okay. So here's what I want to go back to. You went from this concept of cold calling the universe to now sitting back and just sort of waiting to see what, what happens. So were you, do you think as spiritually aligned or universally aligned when you were quote unquote cold calling the universe? Like where were you at spiritually at that point versus where are you now? I was meditating in at that time during the chaos as like a emergency, almost like a rescue inhaler. Like sometimes I'd lay down into bed at night and I wouldn't be able to take a deep breath. Like I just couldn't get a big enough breath. So I would do like an, uh, I'd call it like an emergency meditation. I'd put on my favorite app and just listen to like a fall to sleep meditation. Um, I've always been a journaler, but I noticed my journals were very much like, this will come through here and then this will happen. And then I'll get this and I'll do this, which will get me this. And it was all about what I could get and what I could output. And I turned it into more like, here's how I'm feeling. Why am I feeling that way? What else might this mean for me? And really prying back again, more layers and trying to um, heed less distractions. So spiritually, I guess to sum up your actual question, I was dipping my toe in the water and I started meditating like basically three to five times a day in October and um, continuing to really listen to any nudges that I can um, think of like randomly, just a random example. Like one night I was, um, I had this, I was fall, trying to fall asleep and all of a sudden the image of Amelia Earhart popped into my mind. And the next morning in my coaching call with my coach at the time, she's like, we need to talk about more landings. And if you think about an airplane making a successful landing, I was like, I had this vision of things flying, but nothing land. So just like really, I don't know, 
being in tune with those nudges. Yeah, and it's following those breadcrumbs. I actually, I had sort of a similar experience this morning where, you know what it's like, poet um, in Q, and I found out about him on Friday. Then when I went to the virtual daybreaker, he read his poetry at the virtual daybreaker. Then I put on, I just like had Spotify on shuffle and his poetry was overlaid in one of the tracks that I was listening to. So I'm like, what is, you know, like there's clearly something with this guy that I need to dive deeper into. You're like, mm-hmm. what's there for me to learn here that, you know, three days in a row mm-hmm. and now placed into my life. Yes. And I think there things like that can help you see something differently. Like maybe you need to just go down the wormhole of his work and then find a lesson there. And then there's other ones where there's actually an action to take, but not always. Um, my, a friend of mine was telling me a story about she's super single and she saw this really, really handsome guy at the grocery store. And then literally the next day, um, an app company that she works for, she services them. It's a volunteer app was looking for pro athletes to help the app. And she was in charge of pairing them. And she found the guy from the grocery store and then found him like, then there was a poster of him somewhere. And she's like, screw it. I'm going to reach out because she's like, why not? That, that was, she had enough signs. There were more to the story, but, um, sometimes you can get that and and know to take action. And then, um, during this quarantine, I had a, a woman who is a, um, channeler, like that's what she does for a living, living. And she said, look, just ask for signs. If you really need to know if you should take action, just ask. How do you know when to take action versus when to just sit? I think for me, it comes down to the deep knowing that I even maybe am thinking about wanting to take an action. So sometimes it's just like, I don't know what's going on. Can I have a sign to just turn inward or answer a question I'm asking myself? And then other times it's like, I don't know, I'll use a silly example, but like maybe you want to podcast with somebody and you're like, I don't know if it's right to reach out. I'm not sure about this. There's something that's internally giving you pause. And, but, but if it's neutral, right? Like doing it would be okay and not doing it would be okay, but you're just not sure if it's, if it's kind of neutral energy and you can sense the neutrality of it, but you, you aren't sure which one to choose that's when I think it's a good time to like, um, ask for a sign. And I actually had, um, a channeler on my podcast and she, I, we started talking about this and I said, yeah, I've asked for signs twice in 2020. And she looked at me like I was crazy. She's like only twice. She's like, you know, you can ask more often, like just be in tune with it. Doesn't mean you need to second guess everything in your life. But if you're faced with something that's like, it's not good or bad. It's just a neutral decision. And you're not sure if you should do it or not. Just ask for a sign. So how do you ask for a sign? Um, it's interesting because I don't make it some big, like, um, some really big meditation, uh, ritual or anything like a really simple example for me was, um, I guess 
the silly, I forget what I was asking for, but I was in the shower when I was thinking about it. And this little hook in the shower is the fish. And I was like, screw it. If, if this, I don't, I promise, I don't remember what it was, but it was like, if, if I should, if the answer is yes, please give me the sign of a fish sometime in it today or tomorrow. Like I'll give this little window. I just kind of had this mental note, maybe close my eyes, but I was, I was in the shower and I kid you not, I got out of the shower and I had an email from the Massachusetts Marine Fisheries, but I had asked in the symbol for the fish to be facing the other way because yeah. the fish in my shower is facing right. And I was like, if it faces left, that's the yes. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Cause their emblem was the exact sign I had wanted, but I'm like, oh, I don't know. This is like, a, is this, is this, am I crazy? And um, so I just, it kind of like, was like, I want something else. And next thing you know, I pull up Instagram and Madonna had a song about the fish. Let's eat fish, fish, fish. And she put the emojis pointing that way. And I was like, got it. Like message received. It was just some inanimate thing. So for me, it's like, it could be the color green. It could be, I, I, Jeff is going to bring up curtains. I don't know. It could be something really random, but it has always seemed to come up if the answer is yes. If the answer is not yes, then it doesn't come up. Do you think that there is a deep self wanting the answer to be yes. So then you are looking more readily for the signs. I think, first of all, I never thought I would be talking about this stuff, by the way, like ever. This is a new quarantine thing for me that I'm tapping into. I just have to preface that if anyone's like, is this the Garrett, what I'm used to? Um, but I think when I wanted to move um, out of Boston, three and a half years ago, I was at a loss. I was, I did not know what to do. And I was looking for, I was trying to make anything and everything a sign because I was so conflicted and tormented over it. So I would make everything a yes and I would make everything a no. And there was a deep wanting. I think I was attached to the not knowing. I wanted to sit in the not knowing. And so now the really big part about, I think getting a clear sign is knowing that there is no good or bad and there is no deep wanting. It's all neutral. So it's kind of like, I, I don't know if you have two really good houses, they're both in the same neighborhood and they're about the same price and you just really can't decide, maybe ask for a sign there. I think that there is a level of detachment and neutrality that has to go into it. Totally. And how do you think, this is actually interesting, taking a level of detachment and neutrality how do you think that is the ability to do that impacted by sitting still? Ooh, very good question. The whole part about sitting still and turning inward is asking yourself a lot of really hard questions. Um, and there's a lot of work. I know you and I both do this with our clients with regards to past traumas, inner child, shadow work, all these things that it's very hard to... Um, get down to the nitty gritty of the present sometimes if you haven't gone back through a lot of parts of your life to reconcile them or make sense of them or spend time with them. And so I think the kind of first step is when you turn inward in stillness is doing a lot of that work to clear out anything that might be influencing where you are today. Because yeah. a lot of us are influenced by our past, whether we realize it or not. And so doing a lot of the like subconscious reprogramming first can allow you to sit in stillness, detach, and then ask these questions today. And for somebody who 
is hearing all this and maybe is saying, yeah, like that makes sense. But how do I even start doing that? Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's sort of a lofty idea of just like sitting and starting to like deprogram, reprogram all yeah. these things. So how would you best guide someone to start that journey? I think in complete like uh, transparency, it was ha- having a coach for me was the, the most helpful thing ever. Like I, I think coaches need coaches. Like I couldn't have done it to the extent. I don't know uh, without a coach, but it's kind of like teaching someone to fish. You, you learn it and then you can teach others and you can continue to feed yourself by doing that. But I guess a good place to start is there's a couple, but I think the life tracking is really um, straightforward. You just list out maybe four to six really impactful life-changing experiences that you had. So maybe it might be as, uh, as far ago as changing schools in second grade and that impacted you. It might be not making the team in high school. It might have been dropping a class in college, whatever it was for you. Maybe something deeper and darker or lighter. It doesn't, everything's relative, but starting with that and then even just pulling out any themes that that came up in those, that's a really good broad place to start. And then um, starting to track, another one is just starting to track any triggers. So like if so, this is a really blatantly obviously one, but I think we all have had the experience of turning on Instagram and seeing someone that you just immediately like either cringe or want to unfollow at, or I don't know, say a mean thing about like, I haven't had the mean thing, but I've definitely had the thing where I'm like, I might want to unfollow this person. And then actually taking that as an example of why is this triggering me? What about this person? And then, cause it should mirror something back to you. Um, good, bad, negative. A lot of times we want to, we want to see things that make us feel good about ourselves. Um, but when we don't feel good, then we have to ask why. So I like those two. Um, and then I guess the other big one would just be, uh, in general, a journal practice, but instead of making it about a pure reflection of, of what you did and that output, putting it, the focus more on how did you feel? So instead of like, I woke up at 8.05 yesterday, then I made a smoothie and then I walked the dog. It's more like, I woke up feeling a little bit restless. I'm wondering if it's because of this dream. It made me feel a certain way. And then tracking the emotions and the thoughts that you're having. Totally. And that's something that, you know, I always talk about when I share about using emotions as information, acknowledging that emotion and then starting to track back of like, hmm, okay, where could this be coming from? And the more that we can continue to do that, the more we start to recognize our triggers and our patterns so we can deprogram them. Yes. And I liked how you said, just like, where might that be coming from? And you did this thing with your hands and my coach, my coach's coach explains, I follow her. She explains this, like, we're all like in a big ecology, right? And in this ecology are these thoughts over here and these thoughts over here and these feelings and these experiences. And it's this huge collective thing. So just because you had a thought that might be negative here or a feeling that was pretty terrible over here, it doesn't mean you're terrible. Totally. It's just in your ecology. And if you can kind of pinpoint where it came from, you can make peace with it or investigate it or figure out how to let it, as you always teach Sarah, like move through your body. Um, yeah. It's that you said that because what I was about to say is, and sit still with it. <laughs> oh. 
like, use my lesson, I use yours. <laughs> yes. Yes. There has to be that like balance of, um, of the movement and the stillness. And the one thing that, um, another amazing woman I, um, kind of worked with, uh, Dr. Erin McMorrow has been talking about how stillness is such a feminine energy. And I have described myself as this really powerful masculine energy my whole life. And our world kind of exists in that masculine energy, but sitting in the stillness, um, she, the best, uh, I just love this example. She talks about how, um, like a, a soil bed, this fertile soil bed is such a feminine place to hold and nurture like a woman or like yes and the womb and how the how um in order for anything to grow it has to be fertile and it has to be still and it has to be calm um and it's also regenerative because if you have this mining lifestyle of mining and mining and not replenishing anything that you take or that you get then it can't keep growing. And that's why we've all been so exhausted and running around, at least in the city life that I've experienced um, in my 20s. 100%. What would you say, how, yeah, what would you say stillness has had the largest impact on in your life? Stillness has allowed me to co-create with the universe, in my opinion, and really feel more confident about what I'm doing or not doing. So if I can sit still long enough and journal, which again, I think I might have the opportunity to share something I wrote um, with you later on. But um, for me, the more still I am, the more imaginative I am and the more creative I am. The more still I am, the more imaginative I am. Yes. <laughs> and so for me, it's been uh, a chance to really get into the visual of where I want to be going and where I can be and what's possible for me versus wasting all this time with my physical body running around doing all these things I think I have to do or should do and then becoming exhausted so that my mind is, is tired and can't think into the future either. I know you and I are both uh, fans of Joe Dispenza, but doing a lot of that mind movie stuff was a huge part of my stillness. So the biggest thing that I think I've, uh, the biggest reward has been knowing that, um, reconciling my own knowings of where I want to be and who I am, um, versus what I should be doing. Because anytime I do something I think I should be doing, I, I'm always exhausted. <laughs> Why do you think that is? It's extra energy that, that wasn't aligned. What, describe a little bit more of it wasn't aligned with what? It wasn't aligned with what I would say my, well, one with my future vision um, or two, just what I believe in deep down. Um, really, really surface level example. I like to give those so people can tap into it quickly. Um, when quarantine happened, I automatically wanted to like serve. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'll do an 8am workout for free every day, Monday through Friday. Um, and the types of workouts I was teaching were a little bit more hit. They were 40 minutes, not a ton of heavy weight. And it was Monday through Friday. And I 
left that, that those two weeks, I did that exhausted mm. and feeling bitter. And anytime I don't feel fulfilled or happy, I'm like, something's off here. And then I realized I'm like, I don't believe in working out Monday through Friday with weights. That's not aligned for me. Of course, it's going to be exhausting. And I can still serve in a way that is aligned if I just slow down enough to really make sure the actions I take are aligned with my truest self. So now I'm doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and they're up, they're split so that they make scientific sense and they involve weights. And that's what we're doing. Um, and honestly, that's, we met Sarah through um, psych, but I, I, I did not listen to my inner voice about how I felt about teaching spending at psych for a very long time because of fear. And it wasn't aligned for me um, in a lot of the movements and the safety and then the amount of classes that they wanted people to be teaching. Um, and so what's really interesting about that is I fell in love with spending in college. That was my gateway drug to fitness, but um, I'm still exhausted and it's been three years. I'm mm -hmm. still not ready to go back to the bike. Yeah. Yeah. I love so much of everything that you just said and you know, really taking this concept of building the life you crave, because really what I've, what I've come to terms with is really building the life you crave is building the self you crave, because mm -hmm. ultimately your life is just the creations and manifestations of, of you. Mm -hmm. And so when we can sit still and we can recognize what fears and what the shoulds we should have been doing are keeping us from actually doing what we want, that allows us to start to strip away, deprogram, and then have the space and the time to be still and be imaginative and build the life you crave. So thank you for that. Nice. And I want to close out, um, which you already sort of alluded to. I, I want to end every episode with having whoever's on share a piece of their art or just an offering to the world that can offer some bit of inspiration. And so I will pass it over to you to share with us what you are going to share. Sure. sure. Um, I wrote a um, poem this morning and, uh, and then I, I don't know why I felt called to write back um, or to go back and write a little bit at the top mm -hmm. uh, that was very uh, free form. So it has to do with receiving. I don't know what the title is, but um, you can stop me if it's too long. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> what can flow now? We fear. We fear the lack. We fear stagnation. Asking ourselves what can come to us as what becomes of us feels so opposite. Opposite of what we've known. Opposite of how we've been raised. Opposite of what we think we know. But we do know. We do deep down. We've simply turned away. Push it all down beneath the places that hide the truth so well. And so we're here now. Here now to notice the wind, notice what feels within us. What do we feel? What can we learn? What more is there to know about us? What is next, new world? Why are we staying so busy still? Why can't we just be still? It's because we've spent our lives admonishing the turtle, striving to beat the hare, and the thought of being a rock stuck on the ground still and vulnerable even vulnerable to being kicked, moved without permission, blown by the wind or knocked upside the head is frightening. So we keep moving in these tiny spaces like tiny tornadoes with nowhere to go. No wonder we're exhausted. No wonder we stir at night. 
here's what we're missing the notion that we can be grounded and thus still with an imaginative mind we can use this time to take flight zooming through the skies taking stock of what is in order to alchemize it into something else with my feet planted my mind can soar free free to be clumsy daring catch new heights free to be gazing upon places it's never seen, venturing to new areas, ones it's never imagined, like a kite taking flight, it sees life reimagined, new eyes, new perspective we've gleaned. What has been still is, but like clay can be molded time and time again, we, take, we can take what we see as inspiration to remold ourselves, rethinking our destinies and then tell ourselves, this is not the end. The beginning always started planting like a seed under soil, but, bef uh, but before it decides which way to grow, up and out, not slanted. The longer we let our roots spread, the tighter we hold our feet still on the ground, the more our mind can imagine, turning inward. The gift of the present never before has been so hesitant. <laughs> no, never before we have been so he hesitant to take this gift and use it right away. The sooner we do, the sooner we get to play. But don't rush, oh no, don't rush. Time isn't real. So there's no measure, but perhaps as soon as we settle into peace, all of us, our world will seem better. Mm, I love that. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for letting me share with the longest poem ever. <laughs> it reminded me, I had um, at some point last year, set an intention to be the place between the rock and the wind. So mm. the grounded, like, has her shit together, but also this still like free spirit self. So that came up in the middle of your poem. So thank you. Well, thank you for letting me share and thanks for having me. This is such yeah. an important topic. I think so. I think so. And please share with us any classes, offerings, coachings. What do you have to give to the world? Yeah. So, um, I'm still doing free sessions for any new client that is curious about mindset coaching. Um, I'm doing Zoom workouts at 8 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, that's Eastern Standard Time. And I'm doing free 30-minute um, talks on stillness. Uh, Monday through Friday at three o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And that's on Facebook. So um, I think you can actually search stillness training on Facebook and it pops up. But if not, you can just find me um, on Instagram or Facebook, Garrett Nicole Wood, and I'll add you. Perfect. Yes. Well, thank you. thank you so much for your time, your words, your gifts, your energy. I appreciate you so much. And thank you for being first official guest. <laughs> thank you, Sarah. I was glad to be here. You're uh, amazing. And you. I love you. Love you.